Olympian Carl Hester says that for the first time in years, the equestrian team from Great Britain has great expectations in the lead up to the next Summer Olympic Games. Coupled with his confidence in Team GB are a few concerns about the 2016 Olympic equestrian venue. You're listening to the latest edition of ATR Radio. I'm Nicole Bennett. While Hester seems excited about competition at the 2016 Rio Olympics, he tells around the rings he's worried about the distance between the Athletes' Village and the equestrian venue in Diodoro. He says that the venue used during the 2012 London Olympics gave the athletes an unforgettable Olympic experience. Great Britain was the most successful country in the equestrian competition at the 2012 London Games, topping the medal table with three golds and five medals overall. Hester and his fellow athletes won a gold medal in dressage for Team GB that year. More recently, Hester and his teammates competed at the International Equestrian Federation's 2015 European Championships in Aachen, Germany. The program for the championships includes events in jumping, dressage, reining, driving, and vaulting. Organizers say approximately 420 riders, drivers, and vaulters, and 720 horses from 40 countries are competing at the championships. Competition ends on August 23rd. Hester tells ATR that he and his fellow riders from Team GB are celebrating an exciting performance at the European Championships, having won a team silver medal in the dressage competition, which secured them a spot at the Rio Olympics. We had a great week. It was a really exciting championship and really positive for our team, actually, looking forward to Rio. We, we, we won team silver, but literally by you know, less than a percent. Um, we were hoping for the gold. Uh, that's what we set out to do. So it, it we kind of, you know, things develop in championships sometimes, and the Germans who were favourite um, slipped down a place or two with one of their horses, and it gave us a really good shot at the gold. Um, so we kind of feel, you know, of course, on one hand, we're really excited to win the silver, but, you know, a couple of our, our riders, our top riders, Charlotte Dujardin and Villegro, who's number one in the world at the moment, and uh, myself, um, we had a mistake each in our um, championship test, which probably cost us the gold rather than won the silver. So there's always a bittersweet side to it. However, that's really positive because we know we're, we could be in reach of the gold again next year. And um, we went on um, with our three best riders finishing in the top ten at the, at the championship. So individually, uh, we took double gold uh, with my student, Charlotte Dujardin, and she won the Grand Prix Special and the Grand Prix of Music. So that was very exciting. I finished fifth individually, and uh, Fiona Bigwood, my other student who's on the team, finished uh, ninth. So it was very exciting because, you know, to have that depth behind us of the three riders in the top ten, uh, and our fourth rider, Michael, finishing in the top 20. So it does look very exciting for, for, for our future. And, um, yeah, we've got, we're hoping for big things for next year. It's always a long way off for uh, an equestrian because, you know, you, you've got to keep your, yourself right, but we also have to think about our horses as well and how to keep them um, fit and happy and going forward to, to another complete year, really. So with less than a year to go, do you know yet if you're competing in Rio or what's up next in terms of qualifying for the Rio Games? Well, this was a special championship for us because we, in fact, qualified for Rio as a team last year at the World Championships where we also won a silver medal. So our team was automatically qualified through to Rio. So it was a very good championship for us to contest because the pressure was off. Uh, that's why we had a new rider put on the team, Fiona Bigwood. Um, to see how she would cope as, a, as, a, as another member towards next year. So on that hand, we were really lucky 
to be able to, to not have to worry about that. You know, there were still a lot of teams from around the world that needed that qualification this year. Um, as far as the individuals uh, are concerned, I mean, we will not be selected um, until June next year. So we still have to come out again uh, at the start of 2016 with some qualifying shows. And, you know, there aren't just obviously the four people that were on the team this year. There's another great bunch of riders we have here in Great Britain coming along behind with some new and exciting horses. We'll have to see how far they progress by next year because we'll have them to uh, rival to be up against. There'll be four, four riders selected for our team. So it'll be the four best. So we have to pick some really good shows next year um, to go and get some, some scores. 70% in our sport and above is really where you're moving towards the medal zone. 80% really and between, eight, between 80 and 90 you're talking the, the individual medals and team medals. So you know, people have to score, go out to international competitions and, and be scoring well over 70%. Um, to be considered for our team because at the moment we're a very strong nation um, in the sport of dressage. So you mentioned this competition, there wasn't a lot of pressure, but coming up in 2016, you know, you'll have to, again, be focused on Rio at different competitions that you that you participate in. And I guess it goes without saying, but d does that put a lot of pressure on an athlete or a different kind of pressure, I guess? It does, and you know, I mean, it's the pinnacle of everybody's career, really. You know, uh, an Olympics, and they don't come around very often. A horse's career uh, probably can span a bit between six and seven years, so most horses will generally only have one at, at the max two Olympics in them. So it's all about peaking at the right time, and it's all about exposure as well to to be out there showing yourself to the judges and relying on the fact that you have a great performance that they give you good marks. So you, you won't be able to hide in the background and go to some smaller shows uh, and presume just because you can win some smaller shows you'll make it onto our team. So there will be a strategy and, you know, horses can't be going at a high level, you know, continually for a whole year. So it really will be about the preparation between now and next year. Um, our horses now, for instance, will be having um, a six-week break then we'll build them up again over another couple of months and um, and then place our shows uh, next year, sort of one every six weeks or to two months, um, and in the hope that, you know, the horses are fit and sound to be able to contest these big shows. So there is, of course, a pressure um, because we are a strong nation, as I said, and it's not easy to actually get onto the team anymore. I mean, in years gone by, if you made Grand Prix, which is a huge feat in itself, you know, you would generally... Uh, from a country like ours, would probably be, be able to be considered for a team. But now with these big scores that's um, expected that will bring in medals, um, you know, it's very important that, that you hit your peak at the right time. And have you been to Rio? Does, does it seem like we've, ha we've had a lot of news come out lately of the IOC Coordination Commission and different things that they want the city to work on? Does it seem like a city to you that's capable of hosting an Olympics in, in under a year? Well, that's a good question. I mean, we have had um, uh, a party go out, in fact, just recently, two weeks ago, to um, assess the equestrian um, side of things there. Uh, it's not known for um, big equestrian service out there, so it is a big team that's leading it to make it really possible. And, you know, remembering that also a lot of the horses coming from Europe won't be used to the conditions, they won't be used to the heat. The surfaces, I'm sure, will be superb for us to compete on. That's um, actually easy to be able to, to sort out. But 
I think you know from what we from what we found, you know, the logistics of travelling to venues um, are probably going to be the main problems. Really, um, you know, we're, I know the equestrian facility is is quite a long way from the village, um, and we've been told to expect anything between a thirty minutes to a two and a half hour drive out to our venue. So, you know, that can be uh, obviously testing, but. You know, having um, competed at various Olympics in the past, I know that you know there, there always seems to be a lot of hype the year before. Are they going to be ready? They're not going to be ready. Facilities aren't great, but in the past, I always you know the standards have all the standards have always been met. So you know, I'm presuming that that Rio will do the same thing. I mean, the teams that go out for us ahead of the games, um, as I said, have already started, so they're certainly like beginning to just filter the information through to us. And um, we're expecting um, a group of athletes from, from Equestrian to be going out there in the new year so that they can uh, do a recce and, and come back with information for us. And you mentioned, of course, the previous Olympics that you've competed in. So compared to a city like London, how do you think Rio, I guess, stacks up against London? Well, it will be very different. I mean, London um, certainly much was a venue that, you know, you really were part of the whole Games. And, you know, in actual fact, we moved into a hotel in Greenwich uh, for when we were competing, which we literally could walk to. Uh, it was a, a four or five minute walk from where we were staying. So you very much felt part of the crowd there. And, you know, the atmosphere was not only in the stadium, it was in the streets around where we were staying. So that, that was very, very special. And, and I don't think we're going to get that in Rio. You know, it's going to be... Um, another competition, really, because we're going to be away from from a lot of the other sports, which is a shame, and it, it you know because you do love to be part of that. But of course, the great thing is, you know, from being in a village, um, of course, there is that to come home to. But London, for instance, was really a twenty four hour um, feeling of euphoria for us. Is there anything you wanted to add? You know, it's an exciting time for us, and you know, we've won medals for the last seven years, so. We are, you know, we we have, you know, we are going with great expectation. That's different. We never had expectations in Olympics before London, so that might be, you know, something that we will really have to, you know, get used to the pressure because going into London, we'd never won a medal pre, you know, uh, previous Olympics. So London, of course, has shot us into a totally new feeling as a as a group of of athletes and you know it will be competing under a totally different stress level I'm presuming. However, you know, we've got a great team, you know, even even equestrians have a team of um, sports psychology behind them and physios for humans and and the horses. So there is a very good team that will hold it all together, but it'll be a different pressure for us this year, next year even. That was Olympic dressage writer Carl Hester looking ahead to the 2016 Rio Olympics. Be sure to check into Around the Rings online on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. I'm Nicole Bennett. Thanks for listening. <laughs>